0: Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, podcast where a bunch of grown men, women, whatever you want to be identified as, get together and talk professional wrestling, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. We talk about the good. We talk about the bad. talk about the ugly. We talk about how we would book a territory, what we would do differently, what we would do to take down every other billion-dollar industry out there that's running it. And joining me today, the three men I have with me, I'm pretty sure we could probably book a pretty good territory. All being from the Northeast, there's two things we know. Professional wrestling and food. Because we got the best of both up there. Just my my opinion. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Anacelli. I'll spell that for you later. But joining us today, a guest, even though I said earlier before we came on here, we are just one big happy family. Another Rhode Island brother of mine. A guy who's been very... Nice to me. Took me into his home. Had me on his show. Talked about WCW when maybe I was born. Maybe. I forgot what episode <laughs> Right around the time. But, yep. Yep. Joining me from the UWO podcast. Brian, how you doing, bro?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. Getting over the sinus infection BS, but everything's all gravy. You know what I mean? Uh, me and the boys came back yesterday. It's been a while, uh, but we're just happy to be back. Happy to be talking pro wrestling again and very excited for not just this weekend coming up, but Next weekend as well.
0: All right, my man, Dan.
2: Hi, everybody. As always, it's me, your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace 5, your mom's favorite fat guy, all the way from deepest, darkest Africa. And if y'all was able to see us on camera right now, y'all would understand why Nick said the food is good up here, because you have who could be the real trios champions the heaviest group of trios champions in the world, as I pass it down to the homie that way.
0: And I would make Paul Heyman look like shit. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> we got, our, slim, we
2: slim, got Slim Cornette.
3: <laughs> we got our own our own wise man. But you know me, Lou from the VX, host of the Everything podcast, here once again. Apologies last week for the sound issues. If anyone listening had on headphones and were hearing crickets and frogs and all kind of clinking and clanking. That was my bad. I had on the uh, Bluetooth headphones and it didn't work out too well, but we're going to remedy that with this
0: episode. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. You you were just showing off. Showbone a little bit, that Florida weather sitting in the pool. I don't blame you having a couple brewskis. I'd probably do the same thing. But gentlemen, yep, the brewskis. But gentlemen, a weekend that probably many of us have been looking forward to. for i'd say probably about the past like four weeks particularly me because i will be in attendance for it but gentlemen we finally get aews either first or second which i want to discuss that in a second biggest show of the year double or nothing weekend so before i go just a quick one two would you consider this like there i hate comparing it but their mania or would you say all out is because i get it they only do so many shows a year but these two were the first staples. So what do you got, Brian? Would you say this is their kind of big, big show of the year? Would you say All Out? Personally, I would say All Out is more of their
1: bigger show, but Double or Nothing is like their solidified stamp of like our anniversary, our day that we can go out there and say on this day or this month of, of the year or whatever, this is our flagship show. This is our anniversary. This is the day that we change the direction in which pro wrestling is being perceived from 2019 on. Cause whether some people want to agree with it or not, it is the second biggest promotion in the country right now. (laughs) And, you know, they're making a name for themselves. And this is definitely one (laughs) of the shows that we know Tony Khan is going to go all out on. Like it's going to be one. No pun
0: intended. Yeah.
1: No pun intended, but uh, (laughs) but no, he's going to, he's going to pull out all the stops. Like he knows he's got the biggest surprises are going to be showing up here. Um, the fact that he just started this whole, uh, the deal with, uh, Martha Hart and the Owen Hart uh, foundation having this tournament, this could be something that he can solidify as the finals of this tournament will always, always take place at double or nothing. Like he couldn't make that statement, but like, we know a lot of things, especially when we know AEW isn't similar to WWE where they reset for the year. Cause they do that actually at the very beginning of the year, this could be like the new story art for the remainder of the year. And it can also be the culmination of what they were just doing this past year. So to me I always look at double or nothing as probably their biggest show show that they can put on any year.
3: All right? What about you, Lou? Yeah, to me this is kind of like their SummerSlam if you kind of want to compare it. And you know, okay. cuz I, you know, if you take into account the the big WWE shows which is like Survivor Series, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble. I would kind of say this is kind of like their SummerSlam is leading into things. Um I'm really, I I hate to say this because I'm like always excited for the AEW pay-per-views because I've yet to be disappointed by one of them. Like even if, even if like the main event has sparklers instead of an explosion or, you know, uh, some other mishap happens, I'm still overall so entertained by these shows just as far as just pure, not pure wrestling. I don't want to say that. I don't want to make any of the nerds mad, but. Just the entertainment value I get out of these shows, even if, even the lower card matches always end up being good for me. So, um I'm always
0: excited to see an AW pay per view. Honestly. Okay. What about you, Dan? What you think? One, two, three. The worst for
2: one. me, for me, it's only year three, and I froze. Motherfucker! No,
0: you're, good. No, you're not. You're good. You're, you're
2: good. good. You're good. My bad, y'all. Already connection issues on a perfect no, WiFi. You're good. Gonna, okay my good. bad but you're yeah good. no for me it's only year three of aew so i'm gonna hold off before calling it its counterpart to whatever just now you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. they they're still they're still building more moments that can define these pay-per-views you know what i'm saying i personally hope that they just keep it to the fore maybe add one more in the middle as like a You know, kind of well, actually, they do that by way of TV with like they have their version of like Clash of the Champions, Battle of the Belt, shit like that. But for right now, year four, I'm gonna give it to maybe year five ish or so, get that five year mark in, then maybe I'll start defining what it is. But this one, this card, just a quicker preview for me. I'm, I want to be surprised by this one. Because I'm not feeling any kind of way. I have no expectations other than who I know I want to see win and lose, but how the card will go, I have zero expectations. And I, I'm yeah. not gonna shit on it just yet. I'm I'm not gonna shit on it.
0: Yeah. So my big thing, and you guys, I know we're all at AEW watches, we watch weekly. And I'm I'm one of them, before I know I'm going to like a pay-per-view. I always have expectations. Like, I want the highest of thing. Is it me? And I hope I'm wrong. So please tell me. I feel they haven't done the greatest job building this one up. I, like, not saying it's awful by any means. But I don't know. I feel things are just kind <clears> of <throat> random. No pun intended for Rob. And, but.
2: and that's why I have no expectations. Mm-hmm. Because it just kind of feels flat in a way. Like like normally, like Lou said, like how Lou mentioned, like he's always hyped for it. And and usually I am, too, even if I'm watching the day after. I don't get spoiled by knowing the results and stuff because guess what? You could tell me who won. I still got to see it for my own eyes. Yeah. But for me, I'm just not hyped behind this one right mm. now. So I feel you.
3: yeah
0: And And looking at the match card, too, it's a solid friggin' match card. Yeah, even, like,
3: honestly, like, on Dynamite last week with that Jay Cargo thing, like, she was just like, I'm challenging you, Anna Jay. And they already put a graphic up for it. Like, Anna Jay is going to be wrestling Jake. Car- and I'm like, what the fuck kind of, like, how do you, what the fuck kind of build is that for a match? It was just kind of yeah. like, bitch, I want to fight you. And then they and I put think... the graphic up. And he's like, Tony Khan says it's official. I
0: was like, then... fam. Brian, let me ask you. Because okay. I'll admit, coming from outside, looking in when AEW first started, the first woman I got behind, like truly behind that I liked, and it's probably because you guys, everyone I talked to, was Thunder Rosa. Okay. I feel they're not doing that great with her, like as champion. Like, Do you see that kind of segment they had the other night with the whole yeah. thing, Brian? What'd yes. What do you think?
1: Yes. And it's funny you say that because yesterday um, we were doing our little predictions or whatever. And I kind of said it. I was like, personally, I felt, I feel like, and I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here. But I feel like they didn't do a lot with Thunder Rosa from the moment she won the title. And we we have this term on our show where we always say, you know, sometimes the chase is better than the end result. And it's kind of something that we've been going back and forth about on the show. And Thunder Rosa right now fits in that category for me. Like I love Thunder Rosa. I've been a big fan of her from the Lucha Underground days. Um, I enjoy her work. Anytime she gets in the ring, no matter who she's in the ring with, she puts she gives it her all. You know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. whether she's selling to the fans or you know she's trying to get people hyped up or standing up for women's rights, like I'm all for whatever she's doing, like she's got my support. But from the moment she got that title and she went out to go cut that promo and Vicky and Nala cut her off, they just they just hit a roadblock and were never able to like push right through it. And it's been like this for me, and I've been and I've been saying this for a while. I'm a big fan of Serena Deeb. I think she's been killing it. I've been saying this for almost a year mm-hmm. now. We top five that nobody's talking about when it comes to women in pro wrestling,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I could see a, a chance where they could do a switch right, right about now. And thunder, wow. and, and it's like it's sad to say, it's not, it's not on thunder. It's more on TK.
2: Now I, I I'm glad you're here mm-hmm. because I I literally was listening. I'm still this I still got like probably seventy more minutes of y'all show left to go, huh? but. a couple hours ago when I was diving in and Uh, you made that same point right there on your show. uh, But did not make the same point about Hangman Adam Page, which in my opinion, so far both of those runs have kind of mirrored each other to where mm -hmm. yes, Hangman comes out his promo might be better than Thunder Rosa's but you're only truly getting him Promo, almost like it feels like once a month until this happen. Is happening? You're yeah. getting promo once a month until this is happening. Thunder Rosa is she finally got the payoff for all the hard work I- during the pandemic that she did leading into. Mm. But like, but the the one thing I will agree with and, and and bring up a point that a lot of people have been saying recently is with the chase. Mm. Maybe these two are like how people see Undertaker and Stone Cold as they are better chasers than champions. Yeah. I believe
0: we said this last week, didn't we?
2: We, we might have, we might have.
0: Yeah. Now Lou, we got to know your opinion on this. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys know I have mad love for Thunder
3: Rosa. I completely agree with Brian. I really see Serena deep taking the belt off of her. There's been scuttlebutt about Thunder Rosa possibly having an injury, that's why she hasn't been wrestling. I think there's smoke where that fire is. I do think that is a thing and I feel like she's going to go out there and give it her all with an injury, but at the end of the day Serena Deep is going to end up taking that belt off of her because she's mm-hmm. going to need to rehab. And when you guys compare like if you compare Hangman to Hangman's reign to Thunder Rosa's reign, I I mean I see where you're going there, but and i agreed with you at the beginning when hangman first got the belt i was kind of like dude this guy's not really doing it for me like he's not really you know what i'm saying like not much was happening but he's every match that he's had since he's had the belt whether Mm. he's had a lot of matches or not he's had some fucking banging ass matches
2: that we talked about
3: yeah and it's like i don't even know how to feel about it like i do like him but it's like i'm so conflicted because I did feel like that at first, like he wasn't pulling, not pulling his weight, but he wasn't like, you know, having that championship big run. But you go back and you look at all the matches and you're like, fuck, man, that match was great. That match was great. That yeah. Match. And So, yeah. like, I can't even, like, really hate on him. And to compare his run to Thunder Rose's run, I i, I mean, I don't know. Because she's, she's had no matches. She's had that match with Nyla and, like, yeah. that's it.
2: Right. And that's why I see your point, Lou, because we Mm -hmm. actually we're rehashing. And I guess y'all gave predictions. I want Thunder Rosa to win personally, because I need I want to see her hold on to a little longer. But Mm -hmm. we're yeah, we're rehashing kind (laughs) of what we talked about last week. And I still agree with you. It was just the comparison thought again was it's it's the lack of screen time that we're getting them show by show. But absolutely. Every time. Every time Hangman touches the ring, is nothing. Like I said, it's almost nothing short of Meltzer's Six Star. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. Six Star FTR matches.
1: I, I, so I, I, hate I, to I jump still in. agree with you. I, I hate to jump in really quick, Nick, but Lou, everything oh, yeah. you said, everything you said is like those are damn near almost every point I made yesterday on the show because I'm one of those people as well. It's like people sit there and they'll talk about oh Hangman's reign is boring. It's all this, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like. When we talk about champions, and I know later on, Nick, you want to get into that. When we talk about, like, championship reigns and lineages and stuff like that, like, we really got to compare, you know, sometimes the qualities of their matches. Like, I'll never forget the first time I got, like, on Busted Open, like, I had a full conversation with Bully Ray. One of the topics was, why do people boo John Cena? And I called in and I gave my perspective. So then he flipped it around I mean, he was like, well, how would you compare a guy like Cena to The Rock? And I said, well, here's my flip on you. I could actually say when it comes to being an actual champion, Cena's matches are way more memorable than you can compare to the Mm -hmm. Rock and Stone Cold. Because some of the Rock and Stone Cold's biggest moments didn't involve a world title. When people talk about Stone Cold and Brett, there was no title in that match. You know what I'm saying? But like to jump back to the hangman thing, it's like we could sit here and say, okay, maybe he's boring us, maybe he's this, maybe he's that. But when the bell rings and that guy's in there, don't matter who you're putting him in the ring with, it's a banger, Danielson, bangers. Uh, Adam Cole, bangers. The Omega, the match, the <laughs> Omega banger. Um, the match he had with uh, Lance Archer. The build was Lance like, Archer. what the fuck? But when it came down to the match, it was a damn good match. And it's like, I don't, I don't understand. And I'm not saying there's hate there, but I don't understand why some people are critiquing Hangman's reign as being bad. But I see. But then I totally see where you're coming from. Where it's like, you know, it, it's not like it's the matches aren't like or the promos and some of the stuff he does outside of the ring doesn't match his abilities and skills when he's it's in the weird. weird. It's, it's very weird. And it's, it's weird the thing is, there.
0: too, it's a That's- it's a young – got to remember, and this is where I give Hangman credit because I agree with everything you're all saying. It's a young company, and this is this dude's first time on, like, mainstream TV. Some people, when they get their first title ring, they're good. Like me, y'all can roast me all you want. I was a low-key fan of Jinder Mahal's WWE title run from the entrance, how he portrays character. Now, the match it was is on a, the It other was a hand. good heel run. It was a great heel yeah, run. Yeah, good heel. Match is on the other hand. We're, eh. But, like, you know what I mean? So, this might, like, that's an example I think of someone who did it good the first time. But, you could probably think of, like, was Austin and The Rock's first title run, or even Cena's first title run, their they're best? Like, no. Like, Ooh. Hangman's gonna probably win the strap back eventually. And you're gonna learn. Yeah, no. You know? And,
2: and I... Again, I bring up my points on on a on a way of just an alternate vision of it. Like I agree with everybody. I agree with everybody because I think I do. Do I think the character is boring? Yeah, I think cowboys are boring, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) but especially fuck them Dallas Cowboys too. By the way, but um northeast northeast. (laughs) (laughs) But it's 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 that it's it's kind of what Brian said. It's like it's the whole package. And that's kind of where more I've been looking at it is the whole package just seems to not be put together. But then when you flip it back to Thunder Rosa real quick, it's maybe we we not seeing her giving up matches right now is mm-hmm. this is I'm the champion. This bought me the time to heal. Mm-hmm. If you if you get it, you know, in, yeah, in that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, alternate yeah. view, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. this yeah. this afforded me healing time. And to me, that's okay. But I also get it why we could say Thunder Rosa's reign is a little bit more disappointing than Hangman's.
0: Yeah, And we'll we'll get into that a little more when we get into the match. But going down the card, the first match, and it's on the buy-in. And I'm usually not – that's what they call it, right, for Double or Nothing, the buy-in, yep, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Um, I'm usually not a fan of the pre-show buy-in. You know what I mean? Like I have it on as like background stuff. What? I think like a lot of us do. Right, but this one, I don't care. I'm excited. My man Hook <laughs> and Dan Housen versus Tony that's, Mies. The, that's
2: the buy in match. Yeah, that's on yeah, the buy in. Yeah, that's what course. I'm saying. Aww. Hey, yeah, this is the course. first match. That's, I,
0: that's I don't perfect. Know, no, I don't that's, perfect. How, nah, that's yeah, perfect. yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many are on the buy in to be fair. Um, I just know this one and it's listing on this website. It's at the bottom I'm going from the bottom it's, up.
3: There's usually, it's usually three. Yeah, so
0: I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be cool. Like I've told you guys in the very get-go, I've been a fan of Hook. I like his entrance. I just like his swagger. Kind of like not the biggest dude does his thing. Everyone obviously loves Dan Housen, you know. But I don't know. I, but I, I think them two are going to win. I don't see them losing this match. What
3: I what I like about the buy-ins is that it's not like – and I'm not going to name them, but it's not like other companies where the buy-in is basically like 45 minutes of people talking and then they give you a match. <laughs> They actually give you fucking really good matches in the buy-in. Like last last pay-per-view, they had that um Buddy Matthews first. He he debuted on the last pay-per-view in the buy-in on that trio yep. match. Bro, that match was tremendous, and it should have. And I was like, when we were, because I went to the theater to watch it, and I'm sitting there talking to all these randoms, and we're like, yo, why the fuck is this on the buy-in? Like, this shit should be on the pay-per-view. But then, like. Halfway through the pay per view, we were like, "Nah, nah." We, we, it was good on the buy-in because everything that was on the show was like outstanding. So mm-hmm. it's it's perfectly placed. As far as Hook and Danhausen goes, at first I was like, you know, this is kind of fucking stupid. Like, why mm-hmm. are they doing this Hook thing with Danhausen? Like, I don't get it. And then, like, I don't know when it happened, but I fucking fell in love with the angle. Like, I just it's so it's almost it's like such a buddy cop like hot and cold thing and then like somehow it's it works it just works and i'm like it it's entertaining i'm and i'm super
1: entertained by it so i'm i'm just excited to see it
0: yeah what about you brian
1: what you think um i love this and uh when i when i talk about like certain things that aew does right this is uh this is what i was preaching about when it comes to the buy-in right like, like Lou was just saying, like the buy-ins are must-watch sometimes. like if For people who aren't fully caught up on what's going on or whatever, they do a lot of good job. And like he says, it's not a lot of people talking, but the only talking they really truly have are the promo packages leading into every match. And AEW does a very good job of that. Um, this match right here on the buy-in is, to me, perfect placement. And I'll explain to you why. Uh, we got into it yesterday on the show about Dan Housen taking that quick 10-second loss. And I kept telling Kyle, I'm like, it was a brilliant move because sometimes people go over and other people get over. And Danhausen lost the match, but he gained a friend. And, and that led to the whole buddy cop with them two connect. And Danhausen has done 0.0 in AEW when it comes to being in that ring. Him losing just like that was perfect because the first time he actually does something, the place is gonna go bananas. And where better to do it? Then in a sold-out crowd in Las Vegas in front of a crowd that knows they're about to get a banger of the show and you're giving it away for free. People are going to see that and people are going to go nuts. And like we said before, the combination of him and Hook, yes, it's very buddy copish, but it's done right. Hook says mm-hmm. nothing. And I always have a pet peeve with certain characters when they're supposed to say nothing, you truly keep it to minimal or nothing. They're doing that perfectly with Hook. And Dan Housen is Mr. I don't shut the fuck up. So it's like two perfect storms, like the odd couple. And you put them in the ring with a guy like Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Yes, it's going to be a comedy match. You threw a comedy character in there. So to me, it's like, who takes the fall? It's going to be a comedy style victory. And it's going to be Dan Housen and Hook getting the dub on this one and getting that place to erupt, go nuts, and it'll get people hyped, hopefully, to buy the pay per view.
2: And the way you sold it is why I'm upset that that's not the opening match of the show. Because (laughs) I love Hookhausen. I love Hookhausen. And people who haven't seen Dan Housen wrestle before are definitely going to get a treat if they pay attention to the buy-in and not be a person like myself who generally doesn't give a fuck about the opening shit before the pay-per-view starts. I'm there for 8 o'clock start time, 7 o'clock. I'm there for the start time. But when you put together something like this with the build that they had, then, yeah, you now have to tune in because you want to see what Dad House is going to do. And we all love Hook. Sorry, mm-hmm. Tony niece, and your fucking 12-pack abs but y'all are going to lose this one
0: yeah
3: yeah and, one, uh, of my speak- favorite, one of my favorite matches of last year was on a buy-in it was um serena diva and riho on the buy-in of uh that was a that was good one my, that was like one of my favorite matches of the year
0: and it was on a buy-in yep. yep and then uh speaking of build and a good build i'm just going in card order so it's kind of everywhere i think this is a great build and he's one of my mvps so far of the year mjf versus wardlow Obviously nothing's confirmed because they still got to have their match tomorrow but right. I think we I think we can t- speak into existence and I'm going to ask the question I want us all to still speak on it but is there anyone here cuz I want you to speak on it first if that's the case that doesn't think Wardlow is going to win Who is th- anyone actually think MJF <laughs> wins and okay what? now a sec part 2 before we start talking is it a squash No
2: the one question I have for y'all: Has MJF won at a pay per view
0: yet? I don't remember. I don't think he has. I think he's like that guy that just does great builds and always loses. They didn't yeah, he actually.
3: throw Jericho off of the top of that uh, that thingamajig? Or was but that, that was like, on
0: that TV? Was, that was that was a regular match. Yeah, oh, that was
3: yeah,
1: on, on Dynamite.
0: Yeah.
3: Like, so he lost to Darby. Darby ended up beating him at that um, that
1: show yeah. that they had that opening yeah. match.
0: Oh, actually, mm-hmm. no. He might have won that one because I know he lost the last one.
1: Was that was that a fighter fest though? No, it was not uh, a pay per uh, yeah,
0: view. Yeah, that, that was a pay per view. That was a pay per view. I think that might have been what's it? What's the one? Oh, they oh, it might have oh, been last year's. Though, it might have
3: been last year's double
0: or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he might have lost it, that yeah. one because they opened the I show. Mean, he yeah, he might have won that. I, Look, honestly, I don't think he's
1: ever won on uh, no. Because Punk was, the first Punk match was didn't, in didn't Darby regular hit shot. didn't Darby hit the coffin drop and then he pulled him down and
2: I, he I, did I no he did
1: something like that
2: he did beat Darby but I okay. don't remember if it was on a pay per view I don't remember if it was on a pay yeah yeah well, it was
1: it was it was okay it was. So yeah
2: he won so MJF, so that, MJF, that, yeah.
3: MJF, MJF defeats Darby mm-hmm. Allen at AEW Full Gear 2021
2: okay yeah I just looked y'all. it up yep. No, so because I, it was just a thought. Because I, I'm thinking about nah. MJF. They've been giving him phenomenal setups and storylines into each pay per view. Even though this one is eerily similar to the um the 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 Jericho shit, the you know the 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 Labors of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is going to end the same way that the Labors of Jericho ended. Wardlow is a machine that finally got over on me because y'all remember I was just. Yeah. I wasn't digging the ring music. I'm just not getting only power bomb squash matches. This guy is Cameron Grimes to the moon if they continue to do it <laughs> right. If they continue to do it right, Wardlow is getting shot straight to the top. Mm-hmm. So Wardlow for the win. Because it's to be honest, it's the only right payoff on this.
0: Yeah. She got Brian.
2: And and he signs his official contract.
1: Yes. There you go. Uh, I, I'll, I'm going to say this, and I hope you guys get what I'm saying, right? I I get what the New Age fan thinks sometimes, and it kind of annoys me when this comparison gets thrown out there and people kind of shit on it. Uh, I forgot who said it, but somebody was comparing him to a Bill Goldberg-type run. Now, a lot of people get nervous when you say a Bill Goldberg-type run or a Bill Goldberg-type build, I mean. um. There, it's not bad to attempt something again if you can do it right. And Wardlow's, like, like, like his ascendance going up in popularity has been something that I, I've seen it from its little genesis with, like, we all saw little quirks with him and MJF, and we're all like, alright, eventually he's gonna turn, eventually he's gonna mm-hmm. turn. And, <coughs> excuse me, people got hyped for it, because we're like, alright, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And then it finally starts to happen, and it's like, Oh, shit. You know, the rumblings are there. The rumblings are there. And he just goes on the streak of destroying fools. And they've made Wardlow look like a legitimate, like, heavyweight, like, monster for a while that was always held back by MJF. Because you can even go back to when him and uh, Jake Hager had that MMA fight in that. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. But the fact to put him in there with a quote-unquote professional MMA fighter who is undefeated um and give him that type of build they were always setting him up for success and this match needs to be the culmination of that because the fans have gotten behind him the people all over on the internet are getting behind him I feel like right now universally Wardlow is that guy that we as fans can all say all right we're not embarrassed to cheer for this dude you know what I'm saying and that's what Goldberg was like in the late 90s it was like all right that's a bad motherfucker right there you know what I'm saying? And yeah. if, if AEW can keep the course correct with this dude, they have, like Dan said, a fucking megastar. And don't be ashamed to sit there and make those old school comparisons because we do need people to live on those legacies because this yes. generation's never seen a Goldberg like that. Yes, they're doing an undefeated street with Cargill, but this generation hasn't seen a guy who just runs through everybody and doesn't give a fuck. And to have the perfect heel... Uh, going against them, it's it's a catapult to start him.
2: And he just mentioned the name Lou that I wanted to throw it to you. I wanted to throw it to you next. Jade, my opinion, is the one that they're giving the Goldberg like push to that undefeated yeah. run from start to finish. Yeah, that's that's, I that's all I wanted to chime in with because I'm glad you mentioned that great point. Go ahead, Lou.
3: Yes, if the one thing about this pay per view is. I really don't like the reason I was so excited is because I really don't know what they're gonna do. Like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I feel like Wardlow's gonna win. But you never really fucking know with MJF. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. he's won a couple matches that I for sure thought he was gonna fucking lose. And they make it work. So it's it's like I don't I'm sure Wardlow's gonna win. I want him to win, but I don't really fucking know, dude. So yeah. it's 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 very exciting to to have that feeling again when watching wrestling because mm-hmm. for the most part, for the past few years, everything I've been watching, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I'm watching this for the actual, like, athletic competition of it because I'm pretty sure I know who's going to fucking win, you know, whatever match I'm watching. So it's nice to have that feeling again of, like, not really knowing. So yes. I'm going to go ahead and go with Wardlow because I'd like to see him win finally, because obviously the whole contract thing, it's kind of like a giveaway that he's going to win because he has contracts. So, but there's still that like 1%,
0: like 99% warlord. but there's that 1% chance that, you know, you don't know. Yeah, no, I feel that I like that. And one match that I want to speak of next is one of the ones I'm most excited about because I'm very open about one of these trios and how they're my favorite in AEW and that's the house of black. So Brody King, Malachi Black, and Buddy Matthews take it on the Death Triangle, A Pack, Penta, and Phoenix. I think this is this might be a little out there because I'm very biased because I love House of Black. I think this has potential to be a match of the night. Oh, it's going and, to be
3: the, the match of
0: the yeah, night. And once again, bias aside, I'm going with House of Black, 100, all the way. I will be a huge mark during probably all these entrances, but especially House of Blacks. Nick, you're gonna have fun. I'll tell you that much. You're gonna have yeah. fun. Yeah. What you got, Lou? Who do you got here?
1: Yeah,
3: I'm. I'm going. I'm going House of Black. Uh, as much as I love, um, as much as I love Penta and Pac, is probably for me pound for pound, probably the greatest wrestler on that roster. Uh, what can you say about Ray Phoenix? Like, it's, what else can you say about that guy, dude? They're all incredible. They're all phenomenal. Um, but House of Black, I feel like they need to win this match more than Death Triangle needs to win it. Um, I'm just, honestly, I'm just looking forward to seeing it because that I that match that they had in last year's buy-in was fucking tremendous. Um, it was cool that they had the little surprise with Eric Redbeard and all that shit. But... The match itself was great. And I love seeing Buddy Matthews go out there and like fucking wrestle, dude. So um I yeah, honestly, I feel like that. I feel like uh, House of Black needs this solid win. So I'm gonna go with them.
0: What you got, Brian?
1: Um, I, I keep my running joke going. Uh I have to go with Penta, Phoenix, and um and Pac because <clears throat> a couple weeks ago they fought one of the greatest wrestlers out there, Fuego Del Sol. And what happens when you <laughs> fight Fuego? You lose. You know what I'm saying? Ask Miro. It happens. You know what I'm saying? You, you eat all <laughs> these tornado BDTs, and eventually your neck going hurt, and you're going to get dropped on it. But, uh, but no, I agree with Lou. I, personally, I do think House of Black needs this win. Uh, with all due respect to Phoenix, Pac, and, um, and Penta, they're all great, and you can literally keep them as a trio. You can keep them, or you can have them go separately. For me, the fact that Pac's not even in a world title pitcher right now baffles me. The guy is fucking amazing. Uh, same thing, you can say the same thing with Phoenix or Penta, any of the three, but House of Black definitely needs this because there's some competition on the other show that looks kind of similar right now. That shit is so black. I hate to say it, but there's some competition over there. And I, if I know Tony, he ain't going to let these boys get you know outshined with what they do. So I, I honestly think House of Black is going to win this match.
2: I don't. I I I see now the pop the pock thing. If his ass can stay healthy, he should be. I agree. But now nah, I like I like I like the Death Triangle personally because if we haven't noticed anything from AEW is that Tony Khan actually does take care of the people that been there from the beginning, and there has been word and rumblings that he does have the trios titles and other championships already created. It's just a matter of when will they be released? And in my opinion, if you're going with the core AEW folks that was there from the beginning, like he has with almost every single championship, I think this is the setup to lead in to the trios, to the trios titles either way, either way. But I like Death Triangle. I, I like Death Triangle in this one. They're probably gonna lose because I'm picking them, but I like
0: Death Triangle. Being selfish here, you guys think there's a chance they actually announce the titles for this weekend, like tomorrow? I, I think if they do announce it, honestly,
1: I do think the announcement is coming, but I think they'll probably do it on Dynamite. It'll be Joni Khan has yeah. a huge announcement. You know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> He's gotta he's got, <laughs> got save them shits for every week. You know what I mean? Kids no, yeah. It all has all
2: to time. be yeah, it has to be that special. This is the yeah. moment, not at a pay-per-view.
0: Speaking of moments, guys, a group who's been getting some moments lately, well, both groups, got some sports entertainers versus some, some professional wrestlers, sports entertainers being the Jericho Appreciation Society, not listing all the members, and then the Blackpool Combat Club with uh, Kingston, Santana, Ortiz. Can what I, do you – yeah, go.
3: So I'll can I jump in on this? So when Jericho first started this angle, when he first came out there and he said, I'm a sports entertainer, like I, I smiled because my mind instantly went to oh my god, he can do so much shit with this every week, and I can't wait to see it. And it's like they haven't really like
2: mm-hmm. when
3: he did when, like, for instance, when he did that thing when he announced all their names, like why didn't he give them like, like, instead of Matt Menard, Menard Matthews, like, he could have done like that whole thing, like WWE thing where they take a name and fucking flip it sideways. Like he could have did that. He could have done like a talk is Jericho thing. They could have had couches in the ring and with the TV. Like, I was expecting like all that crazy sports entertainment shit and they haven't really done it. And to be honest with you, like, I stopped caring about this angle like two or three weeks ago. Like I really don't give a shit anymore. Like I was expecting to see LAX, the old LAX show up because they kept getting jumped and yeah, they added Blackpool combat club, which is cool. Cause you know, it's sports entertainers versus professional wrestlers and shit. And then that's cool. But it's like, I honestly stopped caring about this like weeks ago. And although I think Jericho looks tremendous, he's like aging in reverse now. And you know, He's got a good group of guys with him. I don't feel like they're really doing anything. They literally just stand there while Jericho talks. Like, they don't even really do anything. So it's like, this match, It's obviously it's not going to be on the pre-show because it's fucking Chris Jericho and Blackpool Combat Club, but I really don't need this match. I really don't. It's probably going to be good because they're going to bleed all over the place,
0: but I really don't need it. No, I'll admit, same thing, you know, I think like Jericho, and I'm a huge Jericho guy, like one of the first guys I liked way, way, way back, so I'm excited for this because I haven't seen Jericho in like years and things like that, like the- I'm excited for the participants in it, but I, like I said, this is one of them where I felt the build up wasn't that, even though it kind of came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but I don't know, I think it's going to be good, you know, I think in Arky in the arena match, so well, obviously everyone's going to be everywhere, so selfishly, as a fan who's going, as everyone who knows is going to a show, it's like, well, hopefully they end up near me. With my luck, I'd end up like getting like slapped by Eddie Kingston or something with my luck because I have shit luck. But um, no, 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 I think it's gonna be all right. But I think you got to give it to the Combat Club here, right? Anyone, anyone think differently? Or that's just, yeah. so wrong, I
2: got, I got blood. I got, I got the the fake BCC shout outs to Bootcamp Click, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got the combat club like, yeah, Lou, like you, as we said, Nick, we write territories. Lou just wrote the fucking perfect script for uh, appreciation society. But the dope thing, though, about the sports entertainer angle of it, even in a loss, they can still keep running with it and implement a lot of what Lou said, because that shit. I didn't even think of that, Lou. Fucking genius,
1: genius,
0: genius, genius. What you got, Brian?
1: Honestly, I think I'm probably going to be the only one to go with the Jericho Appreciation Society, and it is for that reason that Lou just said, is the fact that they really haven't done anything over the top. The one thing that they do, and I say it all the time, it pops me every week, is before he comes out, Daddy Magic goes on the mic and does the whole Jericho Appreciation Society, the leaders in sports entertainment, for like 32 weeks, that shit pops me every fucking week. And I, I, I have to listen for it because it's that throwback to the old school WWF thing. And guys, it's boys. like, all right, they're giving us that little bit. Now I, I'm going with them because I see the dissension's already there between Eddie and Brian. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so to me, that's the out for them to get that win. And makes sense. And to me, it's like, well, once they get that win that's when they can truly be sports entertainers because we can brag about how we won. Did you see how we beat that dude's ass last week? Oh, we had a ball. That's when you bring out the chairs, the new Jarrett Appreciation Tron 5, 8, 000, 5 million yeah. plasma curve yeah. TV. Like, that's when you bring all that stuff out because now they have a reason to gloat about it. And not only are they did they get a win, they beat the, the hottest new club that's out there, and they also beat the toughest guys from New York, and you, you bring that into, into the mix. And then you let them two play it off and have that feud while the Appreciation Society can sit in the back and just laugh at it. So to me, it's like, to me, the BCC and Kingston and Santana and Ortiz don't need the win because they're already, they're, as as y'all would say in New York, they're hood certified. You know what I'm saying? Like they, They're already made men. So the Jericho Appreciation Society, those guys need that buildup because we still haven't seen um 2.0 really go out there and become that true tag team even though we see the personality we still haven't seen Garcia get that one big win that he needs Jake Hager is there but you know what I'm saying like Jericho's Jericho he's goaded as is so to me it's like this win does a lot more for them than it would for BCC and thing because they can just go in their own direction and Jericho and his crew can do whatever he wants because he's a wizard
0: I'm just glad you're I'm just glad you're a Glad participant of the AEW galaxy,
2: of course, well, you tie, That's right. You tie, you tie, and I'm you tie a car carrier member. Hood. Hell yeah, me too. I, you know,
0: I'm going for Jericho now. I changed my pick,
2: <laughs> I'm not changing my pick, but I like the, the 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 hood New York slang. And then you threw in the New Englanders and made men, which were a whack group, but I digress, they were a whore. but yeah, but but <laughs> no, I see, I'm not going against my pick, but I like what you said also mm-hmm. because I'm. My brain was working while both of y'all were talking, like, okay, but who's next for both sides? Mm. BCC versus NYC. And you're talking about two fight, two fight yeah. groups going at it. Makes total sense. I still wanna see I I, I wanna see blood, <laughs> but I I'm not going against my pick, but I like mm. I like that I know thing. I like that theory. I
3: knew it wasn't going to happen because it can't happen. But I really, really was wishing last week when they were setting this angle up and uh, Jericho was like, we're going to have stadium stampede. And and Dean, uh, oh shit, I call him Dean Ambrose. Uh, when Mox was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that shit. This is what I was hoping and praying that fucking Mox was going to go. We're going to do this shit. Where? And Regal was going to go games. Oh, too. But, but I, I was honestly, oh I, I was God. expecting I this to be. I was expecting this to be bloody mine. I would have lost my mind if that shit would happened. Is, is
2: that, that right? There is the beauty guns. of
1: pro wrestling. Like to me, it's that's going to be the pro wrestling.
2: It's going to be. It's going to. What is? What is? Uh, Kingston and 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 uh, the old LAX versus uh BCC. It's going to be the 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 chop cheese and Tim's Street fight.
0: <laughs> Jeez, was, hey i'm all ba- in on that no it's, one. A,
2: it's the bacon egg and cheese
0: street fight yeah becky bacon egg and cheese i'm all in and then uh following that one what they got on the card these these group these teams have fought before you guys might know how many more times how many times i know a few at least but the bucks versus the hardys you know i'm as a fan i'm just excited to see this because obviously the comparisons are there and everything like that so i think it's cool as an older fan, you know, like the Hardys don't got much left, so probably one of the last times we see them potentially on a big stage like this. I'm excited, but I'm going to go with the young guys. I'm going to go with the Bucs, I think. You know, I get it. The Hardys just established in AEW, but I think the Bucs obviously can pay off more than this. I think Matt and Jeff are both in their career where they lose every tag match and still be fine because um, they're that established. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I just think, I think it's going to be a great match. Because all the ones from the past that I've seen pr- have been very good. So, you know, I think I just think it's cool also because before the Hardys made their comeback WWE the night before, they had the match with the Bucks in Ring of Honor. And I remember watching that and I was like, oh, it's pretty dope. That's actually one of my first things to the Bucks or whatever. And now the first pay-per-view that the Hardys are a part of in AEW is with them. So I think that's kind of cool. Personally, what you got, Dan? Who do you think?
2: Um, I, I, I got the bucks just because the shout outs to B Rob on that one, because the, 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 the Hardies are just looking old and it's, it's not like I don't appreciate what they're still doing out there because even at the age of 42, I still want to try to get out there myself, but they're a little bit older than me. They're still doing, they're still trying their best and the young bucks Maybe I, the Hardys won that match, right? The one, the ROH one before going to, they, they back to couple, WWE? <laughs> they had
1: a couple matches, like a nice little series of matches between like their uh, House of Hardcore and I think maybe House of Glory as well. But the last one before Mania, uh, the Bucks won that one. Because the Bucks they, were taking, they were taking the titles okay. back from the Hardys.
2: Okay, so then maybe, I, I still stand with the Bucks, but I can see the Hardys winning just as like a, we're paying it back. We're paying it backwards to you guys. To you legends. We'll give you the night because you guys are, you know, we 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 view you as the legends that you are. It it could go backwards, but I'm gonna stick with the young bucks.
0: Okay, what you got, Lou?
3: Yeah, they had a pretty good match in um I think it's Northeast Wrestling. But yes. that was in 2014, guys. 2014. So I'm expecting um, the Bucks to pretty much carry the Hardys through a tremendously absurd match, and I'm pretty sure the Hardys are going to win because this is like their final hurrah, I guess. This is their final run, they keep saying, the final Hardys run, yada, yada, yada. So I don't think that they're going to take a L on pay-per-view right now and because um, it would kind of stop the whole momentum of them if you think about it. So the Bucks losing... It's not going to hurt them in any way it's that's the fucking young bucks bro they can get into the title picture whenever they want so i'm looking at the hardys to pick up this win here um but i think the match is going to be tremendous i just don't think it's going to be anything better than they've already done either in ring of honor or elsewhere i thought they had a pwg match but i i, I think i'm I, I must be mistaken because i don't think the hardys will ever end pwg
0: i'm not sure what
1: about you brian um, I, I'm going to go with the bucks on this one and it's going to kind of tie into what we were talking about in the last match when it comes to sports entertainment. Uh, like Dan said earlier, right? The, the Hardys are looking kind of old, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's only so much that like Jeff can only jump off a couple more things. You know what I'm saying? Like his bump cards getting up there. All right. Matt, we all know is bowlegged as hell. All right. I love, and trust me, I'm more of a Matt guy than I am a Jeff guy that, and this is where that's exactly where I'm leading to. I see the Bucks getting the win on this match because if you guys, I don't know if you guys follow BTE for a bit, but um, they've been playing up the whole thing where the the Bucks have been kind of emo Bucks and they haven't been like the Mm -hmm. happy-go-lucky, annoying young Bucks of of old. So now I can see that, you know, they were trying to pull this out of the Bucks to get this match. Now they're going to get the match. I can see the Bucks obliterating (laughs) them, pretty much doing like 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 what they've always been compared to each other as you know what i'm saying like matt and matt and then nick and jeff the athletic ones and the more psychological ones um i could see them trying to do a passing of the torch to the point where the bucks just destroy them and seeing the rest of the um undisputed elite coming out and maybe laying out the Hardys, depending on where this is on the card i would love and this is this was just me fantasy booking yesterday uh but i said this i would love for those guys to be laid out, Matt and Jeff, completely destroyed by by the group. Group walks away. Out of nowhere, you see a drone flying through the crowd. (laughs) drop in. Turn towards Matt. Turn towards Jeff. The two of them just get up and follow the drone out of the building. And we all know where that leads to. It it gives Jeff a different character. It gives Matt a different character. It lets them be who they want to be. The Hardy Boys had their final true match. Now they go out and go out the way they truly want to go out, being the creative people that they were even back in the Omega days.
0: Hey, TK, give this man a call. To. Give him a call, mm-hmm. Tony Khan.
3: Tony Khan needs and, to call this this podcast. And,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and,
2: and go out the way that they say you're supposed to in wrestling.
1: Yeah, you're supposed your to back. go out on your on back.
0: back on your back. Um, the next, which we the have Undertaker did
2: do, by the way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The finals of the AEW Owen Hart ladies, well, sorry, whatever side tournament, which is not decided yet. We have two semifinals. Are they, I believe they're both tomorrow. One might be on Rampage, not sure. But those matches are Tony Storm versus Britt Baker and Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. So overall, I think we're gonna get Tony and Ruby kind of just free ball on this. I don't know, I think Tony's just gonna win the whole thing. That's just my prediction. I'm don't. I'm not i not going to go Matt. I don't know. I'm going Tony. I'm a Tony fan. Tony time. What okay. you got, Lou? Bro, again, like... This is hard.
3: Yeah, this is hard because it's like... We don't even have, like, the final matches yet for the pay-per-view. So, it's like, anything can basically happen right now. But the only way I see Britt Baker losing to Tony Storm is if... Um, hater comes out and there's some kind of shenanigan distraction shit because I don't see, I mean, and, and I love Tony Storm, but I don't see her just going out there and beating Britt Baker clean to advance. Like, I don't see it. So, um, it's hard, bro. I think it's going to be in the, on the pay-per-view. I think it's going to be, <laughs> fuck, I think it's going to be Britt Baker and Ruby. And then at the pay-per-view, I think Ruby is going to end up beating her. That's probably – that don't even sound right in my head, but I'm going to have to I,
0: go with it. I well, already, they had, already, had that match, I believe.
3: They I already said They had that match
0: previously. And then I kind of take – I get it, Tony's new, right? So it's like you want to have her on a pay-per-view, but how do you kind of not have Britt Baker already, like not on a pay-per-view either? So I'm still going to stick with Tony because that's what I said, but I just thought of that. What about you, Brian? Um, pretty much, I, I agree with Lou on this. I I said
1: it yesterday, too. Um, I feel Britt, because Britt, to me, is that female foundational piece. She is AEW. She's not the champion, but she is the A1 female star in the company. Um, I see her advancing and her and Ruby getting that rematch back. The The only reason I don't see Tony winning, well, technically this two, is the fact that AEW has a tendency of bringing new people in, giving them a nice little push, but you know, getting that quick loss in there if they're not, like, a huge megastar. You know what I'm saying? Um, Even with some of their debuts, they kind of do the same thing. You know, they'll give them a nice little push, and then they'll yank it back real quick. Um, I can see them doing doing that with Tony based on the fact that they already have a storyline built in with Jamie Hayter right there. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'll, give, it'll let Britt continue her little portion on, and she'll move on in the tournament. And Tony will get that next feud ready to go after the pay-per-view. Um, but to me, Ruby has to win this tournament. Um, with all due respect to Statlander, I I like Statlander a lot. Um, I don't think her just changing her gimmick is going to advance her in the tournament further than what she is, especially since she's quote unquote a replacement. Yeah, she wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah, she was supposed to be uh Sheeta, I think. Yeah, yeah, Sheeta. Yeah, um, but to me, this is like what they they didn't give Ruby after the, the battle royal win. I think, like, this is them paying her back. You know what I'm saying? Like, she she made it to the semi or she made it to the finals of the TBS tournament. You know, she got the title shot quick with Britt and didn't win. And so I feel like those two losses are going to build up to maybe this win for her. To, to keep her where she is, not just in the packing order, but her in the upper echelon of AEW based on, like, credibility and wins.
0: Okay, what about you, Dan? Yeah.
2: I wish it was Cutie Soho and Snacklander in the final, but we're not going to get that. I do agree. Uh, Soho for the win to take it all It does, doesn't even matter On the other side to be honest I think the better match will be, at, will be Out of Britt Baker of uh, Just personally And also too it, it's kind of a tell Towards the men's match Because I don't believe that they're not Going to have Adam Cole On that card So Adam Cole, Britt Baker Are going to both be there i.e. kind of like uh, Seth and, and, and Becky, you, if you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying. Yep. But, yeah, Soho, Soho to take it all. That's how I'm going to go with this. Soho to take it all. For what oh, a lot of what Brian said is, yeah, it's, it's that payback. Like how I mentioned how they did with Thunder Rosa earlier. Mm. Same thing. Thank you for your service. You've been killing it, teaching a lot of the young uh, talent on dark and elevation and all of that here's your time to shine all right yeah
0: because then continuing right on to the men's side we already have one man in the finals adam cole taking on the winner of samoa joe versus kyle o'reilly i personally think joe's gonna just win the whole thing but if they really want to do some long-term storytelling they could do adam and kyle and continue that next cross company long-term story yeah cross company long-term no i don't think we'll see that just yet but I think Joe wins, and I think Joe's going to get that win over up Adam Cole. But and not that it matters. It was difficult, but Joe and Cole never went one on one, right? In NXT, was that ever a thing? No, I don't think so. No, and I think Cole could beat Joe if it happens. I don't think it'll be again. I just like I said once again, I want Joe to win. You know, Joe's on the rise is, over there. This is you know? where my this is where this my is, is a hard one, one of-
3: yeah, but this is where my suspension of disbelief comes in. Cause and you know, it's I know it's pro wrestling and it's, you know, it's predetermined, but it's like if you put Samoa Joe in the ring with Adam Cole, like, come on, fam. You're gonna you're gonna look at those two and you're gonna tell me Adam Cole about to beat Joe's ass. That's not yeah. gonna happen, bro. That's just like when he wrestled Keith Lee. I was like, Okay, well, obviously Keith Lee's winning both these fucking belts because you are not beating keith lee that's i'm sorry in what world do you think adam cole's beating keith lee i know adam cole's talented i've seen adam cole do some tremendous shit. but if you put Those him in the count. ring with joe I, I don't see him losing like i don't see joe losing to adam cole it's not gonna happen so yeah. and then um yeah no i no, no, continue no i that's basically my point <laughs> if it's joe and yeah. adam cole i'm going joe
0: all day and then Kind of with that reverting back to the first match, how we were talking about people were pissed about Dan Housen losing so quick. That dude ain't a big dude either. Like, it wouldn't shock me that he lost that quick because of his size. You know what I mean? So, I'm a believer in that too. Like, Adam, like, you know what I mean? One-on-one in, like, the real world. I'm like, eh. And if we remember, I think the only crossover they had in Joe's last NXT run was when Cole inflicted him and uh, Joe just choked him out. That's probably what would happen in real life. What do you think, Brian?
1: Uh I, I love the fact that Lou just made that point because uh, I don't even have Joe go into the pay-per-view. I have oh, Ky- I have Kyle O'Reilly winning the whole thing. So we got long
0: term me- storytelling.
1: Well well, trust me, this is a lot longer than WWE. The story goes yeah. years back. Yeah. But uh but no, uh to me I, I see Kyle winning this tournament from from the jump. When he was first announced, I saw him winning this entire thing. Uh, the one thing that AEW truly doesn't talk about is the fact that Kyle is from where? Canada. Mm-hmm. He's the only Canadian in the tournament. Um, he's a submission specialist. He can submit you in any way, shape, or form. How did he defeat Ray Phoenix last week? By an armbar submission out of nowhere. Yeah. What happened to Samoa Joe at the end of his match? He got hit with a pipe, and where did he get hit? Yeah, in, in the, the awesome shoulder. now
0: Now see see,
1: you and this this but here we go this is where i'm going to connect the dots to lou now lou was talking about a few seconds ago how you see a guy samoa joe and adam cole in the ring you see samoa joe just running right through this guy when you have a guy built up like kyle o'reilly who is designed to be a submission specialist who is a hard striker who like he says he'll eat two shots to give you the right one a guy like that is very dangerous and if he knows that his big opponent has a huge target on his shoulder he's going to go for an attack and uh, any submission in AEW when done properly can look legit and a guy like Kyle O'Reilly who is a legit mixed martial artist a guy who's a legit fighter going against a guy who is a lot bigger in Samoa Joe if he pinpoints that shoulder he can get the win and to continue like like Nick said the long-term booking The story has been there from the beginning. Anytime Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole are in the ring together, you are going to get a fucking banger, whether it's in Ring of Honor, whether it's in NXT, or whether it be now in AEW. And that is the type of match that Tony Khan would want to represent the history and legacy of Owen Hart. Now, to me, when it comes to Cole and and, um, O'Reilly, I see them giving it to the Canadian. It's Martha Hart coming back to the world of pro wrestling. And back in the day, those Canadians were very proud people when it came to their pro wrestlers. So to me, I see Kyle O'Reilly being the ultimate dark horse in this tournament and coming out and pulling this off and winning it. I,
2: I love everything you said there, Brian, even when you said it on your show yesterday. But... <clears throat> I'm kind of with Luby. I want to see Samoa Joe take it because I don't want to see dissension in Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly so soon. So soon. I don't want to see that happen so soon. They didn't even get started yet as a quote unquote crew Mm -hmm. officially. They've kind of come in in spots, i.e. like what the pinnacle, even if the pinnacle actually, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm going histo- historic brain here. The Pinnacle is kind of running how the old horsemen used to run too, where they didn't do a lot of stuff together still. They were mm-hmm. always horsemen for life, but mm-hmm. it was Tully and Aaron over there. Flair was doing his thing over there and then mix and match <laughs> in Well. While- there was no mix and match. It was when they were just the horsemen, not the four. And it was yeah. mostly running them three. Running them <laughs> three. Because when it was four, they all kind of ran in the tightness ship, depending on if it was Luger, if it was uh, Wyndham, or whoever else. They always kind of ran tight when it was four. Yeah. But <clears throat> as the three, they did their own thing separately. But when it was time to throw it up, they threw it up. I don't want to see Cole and them go through that just yet. Figure a way to set it up to, like y'all mentioned, too, the undisputed elite going against each other. Mm-hmm. Give us Kenny Omega. I want the belt collector back, even though he doesn't have the belts right now. Kenny Omega, please, speedy recovery, good brother. We I want mm-hmm. to see you back, and I want to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Him and Adam Cole, the heads of both sides. Them two go at it. Set that up for later. But then have Samoa Joe win this one. It's okay. Let Samoa Joe win. Because like you said, Lou, yeah, Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, the only thing that they match up in is maybe head size. That's it. Because Adam Cole got a big-ass head. <laughs>
3: he does. <laughs> he does.
2: <laughs>
3: Just uh, two quick things on this topic, the way Brian beautifully laid out that whole thing. I The way I feel about Adam Cole and Joe, I feel completely different about Kyle and Joe. I, f- for sure, when I see Kyle and Joe, I go, that's going to be a banger. I don't know who's going to win this. But, like, something about Adam Cohen, I've talked about it on this show, man. I don't know. I loved him in NXT, and I don't know what it is, what happened since he's been here, man. I I don't I don't buy him as a credible threat to, like, these championships. Like, I don't. <laughs> I know he's cunning, I know he's sneaky. I know he's talented and all that. I'm, I'm giving him all the props in the world. I just, I don't know what happened there. And that's one. It's
2: thing. the dad bod. It's the dad bod. I
0: am not. He do. He do bro. got a dad bod. I like mm-hmm. Adam Cole. I think he's tremendously talented, but he really do got a dad bod.
3: He does. Yeah, and, and one and, uh, thing. Um, one thing I wanted yeah. to say because you brought him up, we got to have a conversation one of these days about Lex Luger on this podcast. I've been I'm wanting good. to talk about that guy for a while.
0: I'm with it. About I'm it. with it. And then
2: the next one. We got to really teach Nick sp- something. We got to teach hey. Nick something.
0: I know. little, I just know a little. I, mean, I know a little. Not a lot. little by him. But uh, the next one, I really don't want to spend much time on this. I think we're all <laughs> fans of this current champion here. Jay Cargill versus Anna Jay. I'm just hoping Jay going to win. Next. I think we could all agree. Next. All I want from this is just Jade. To have a good match and look as people say, like less green, because even though she's green, she's money. Um, in my opinion. But look, that's all I, I think that's all as a Jade fans here. I think that's all we can wish for. We we in match. this house we stand Jade
3: Cargo,
1: bro. In yeah. this I, house, we stand Jane Cargo.
0: And I, of I, course, Brian's gonna throw, I, throw the monkey I'll
3: pass wrench it right. I'll pass no, it right off to you, Brian. I'll pass nah, it right off to you. Not even
1: a monkey wrench. I just want to see the entrance.
0: She got yeah, baddies yeah. with her now. She
1: got baddies with her now. This entrance yeah. better be fire.
0: That's all I'm saying. I just all I hey where do I sign up? Hey, where do I sign up to be a baddie? I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> city, girl. city girls. See, city girls. You see me, me just
0: shutting down the ramp. I'm a baddie. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I'm, all yeah, they just, all they need.
2: All they need is, oh, y'all yo, pop your pussy like this. <laughs> <That's> i <I'd> lose, <laughs> lose
0: my mind and then, and I, lose in that. And they're in Vegas, the too? End, and then I'd have, the to, I'd have sure to look have around to, to see whoa.
3: who reacted to oh, it. Oh, she should come yo, out to that. My neck, my not, back. Oh, my God.
0: Not, uh, not, nah,
2: nah, nah, nah. Don't give Kaya no much shine. But not not to get too <laughs> sex. Oh, damn it. I was say not to get too sexist, because they're all gorgeous women. But what if they all came down to, like, Bunny Ranch costumes? Say they're in vain. That's why that's why I, said I just it. want to see <laughs> the entrance.
0: Hey, I am hey, all about it. But uh then the next one we got a six-man tag.
2: Hold on, Nick. W. You see, he you see, Nick is all about it. Meanwhile, his girl is gonna make that arm black and blue as he gets rock hard as they coming down to the ring. Like, um, Nick, the trick is, let me, just, in front yeah, let me just
1: you say let me just say. This is you, this is all you. Let me just say, that. <laughs> let me just say,
3: bro, all love and respect due to the women. Uh, Jade Cargill and Jay, J cause we kind of just completely shit on that match by not even talking about it, but cause I've been one, I've been one of these, I want to see more women's <laughs> wrestling on these shows. I've been pushing for that shit a lot on Twitter. So I don't want anybody to feel like we kind of glossed over them. Cause we fucking yeah. love Jade Cargo. It's just that the fact that they built this matchup in like 30 seconds doesn't really do anything for us other than to think that Jade is going to squash the shit out of her. So, I mean, that's yeah. that's just facts.
0: Yeah. And then, going with the six-man for the AEW World Tag Team titles, got Jungle... Jungle. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Jurassic Express defending against Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. But right. Keith Lee and Swerve just gave themselves a name, didn't they? Like a not like I don't know swerving our glory, swerving swerving our, our glory. Yeah, they are. Um, that's who I want to win because I'm a big Keith Lee fan. You know what I mean? But this, I, this I this wouldn't is... mind, But but I really wouldn't mind a huge. I would mark out if there was a team Taz win though.
3: This is the it's... thing. I think we're all in agreement here that we don't want to see jungle boy and Luchasaurus retain. I think that's, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I think, guess, yeah. I, think
0: I think as long as it's not one of them, we're
3: good. <laughs> yeah. 100%. It's, it's, they've, they've had a great run. They've had great matches, but okay, let's, let's go, bro. Put the fucking belts on Hobbs and fucking Roshan just give them the belts, bro. They, it's yeah. time for, it's time for team Taz to get a big ass win. It's time for them to hold real championships. It's time, bro. They're ready. Starts on the mic in the ring in promo. It, he's he is a megastar. Okay, so just they're gonna go out there and they're gonna have a bang ass match. I know. Believe me, I love Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, but it's they can't do that over Team Taz. Right? And they they just can't do that, bro. They can't do and Team Taz like that. They just it's can't. It's
2: because it's Hobbs' time. Let's keep yes. it real, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's it's hot. It's Hobbs' time. It's hot. We've been screaming for, do something with Hobbs. This man needs gold around his waist. We've been screaming this for the longest. This is Hobbs' time. We've been talking about it all night where AEW doesn't jump out the window with their new talent. So, sorry, Nick. I love I love Keith Lee, too. It's not happening this night. It's oh, going to I don't be a- care. If,
0: one, if it's go- Taz wins, I'm, I'm in. I'm no, in. I, I, I can dig it.
2: And... Fan. It, it's going to be amazing when all the big because you know they're gonna have the big man moment when they all clash.
0: Big men but slapping meat.
2: That's yeah, right, big meaty men slapping meat, and or, a dinosaur. Or, or I was gonna say, or big, big, big oh, tall yeah. dinosaur slapping leg. A lot of leg <laughs> slapping. He's, he's very good at that. Which there's another conversation behind that too, because a lot of people online has been having problems about the leg slapping things like that, and just compare quick. Just quick aside, I apologize, y'all. When you see the old veterans do it, they did it in tricks to where you didn't see the slapping. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference.
3: Yeah. Motherfuckers now just straight up, just straight the up. Red, yeah, like...
2: which there's no problem with. I have no problem with it because it's about amplifying the sound. Mm-hmm. It's just the old school veterans had a way of doing it that you didn't see it. Yeah, that's the only difference. But like I said, it's powerhouse Hobbs' time. Ricky Starks, like you said, Lou, I was watching him back when he started with the NWA. And there, he looked green as shit, but he also stood out. He didn't belong in... Like, it was great that he got the opportunity in the NWA, but you could just see it on him. He was, that like he
3: bigger, he was way bigger than, than that show.
2: Yeah, he. Oops. you could see it that he looked oh, yeah. way bigger than the show. And it was just from the shiny of pause his body and the gear it just didn't it didn't it didn't translate for nwa and even promo style. he didn't have the promo skill that he has now in the nwa he was green as shit on the mic vent now like you said mega star but to me it's more about hobbs we got to see the homie
0: win all right, yeah. And then next, we kind of hit on this one a little bit, but we can obviously still go into some more detail for the AEW Women's World Title Thunder Rosa defending against uh, Serena Deeb. I'll start with you guys. Who wants to kick it's it just, first? Who we got?
2: Well, we talked about it. All we really yeah. have to do is just give official picks, and I'm sticking with my Thunder Rosa pick
0: Same. because Thunder. I love her. Thunder, Thunder yeah. Rosa. What about
1: i honestly I, I i think Rose is gonna keep the belt, but i like I said, I would not be shocked if they pulled the trigger on deep like yeah I, I legit would not be shocked yeah,
3: i just I just think in between this quote unquote injury that we don't know if she actually has or not, and what they've done with Serena Deep over the past few months with her like open challenges, her battles with Sheeta, where she's won she's they've built her up to a point where she's super credible as a threat and she's a technician. I think she's going to just work on a body part and she's going to end up fucking wearing her out, man. I think she's going to win the belt.
2: Yeah. I see, I see Serena D maybe end of the year or next pay-per-view like, like okay. y'all, y'all mentioned, Brian, like come back, let it, let her have another comeback run professor her way through the top. Then
1: she'll get it. I'll even throw a fighter fest. Because I don't, I don't know what comes between double or nothing. Is it full gear? Is the next major paper? No, all out. So a all all Yeah. Out so, awesome. so so I would say maybe Fighter Fest in July because that's when they usually run that show. So uh, I can see that or like a Battle of
0: the Belts. Maybe yeah. Has there been a title change on one of those yet? TNT right? Didn't Cody win it or lose uh, it? Sammy
1: Gavaro, Gavaro, technically won like an interim title. And yeah, um, that's what it uh, was. Yeah. Yeah, And you gotta remember,
3: the the thing with Thunder Rosa is that she's so fucking super completely massively over that, like, her losing the belt is not, like, it's gonna suck, because, you know, she loses the belt, but it's not gonna hurt her in fucking any way, like, she's still Thunder Rosa, bro.
0: She's gonna have a huge audience there for her, because if you guys have been to Vegas before, Vegas is very, like, you know, Hispanic-oriented, like, Mexican and everything like that, so she's gonna have, like, a big following there, like, you know what I mean, because... That's why a lot of the times boxing's in Vegas. One, because it's always been in Vegas. But two, like when Canelo fights in Vegas, man, you see the flag. They, they go nuts over there. So I wouldn't be surprised to see something, you know, just as similar in my opinion. And then the main event, Hangman Adam Page, you know, which we spoke on his title reign earlier, but we didn't get into like, the storyline really for CM Punk. Um, I think this is Punk's time. Anyone it's clobbering different?
2: time. Think it's, it's clobbering time. Yeah, y'all know where I stand on this one. I said it before, and I'll say it again. This is this time is punks. It's Punk's time now. it, it is Punk's time now. Just because of the way I felt uh, uh what's name's uh reign has been. Is it gonna be a great match? Yeah, it's gonna is it gonna be a little slow in spots because uh Mr. Phil Brooks has still got a you know, he he's he's not as fast and quick in the ring anymore. But I, I believe it's his time now. I, I believe we're going to hear cult of personality or something different at the end of the show. And he'll win because of the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. He's going to win. Not with the GTS, but he's going to win with something that one of the Hart brothers did.
0: That pop's going to be nuts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What you got, awesome. Brian? What you think? Crazy. Um,
1: I, I, I went back and forth yesterday and I tried to like explain both perspectives on this, but to me, ultimately it is CM Punk's time. I've been saying this from day one of AEW's inception. They are the brainchild of what CM Punk's pipe bomb was explaining to the world. There are other options in the world. And another option that he always wanted was created when he wasn't even around a company that allowed people to be measured by their skill, by their ability to go out in the ring and entertain you. Yes, being on the microphone is cool, and to talk people in the seats is is a thing. But at the same time, when that bell rings, you got to be out there and show up and show out, whether you're at the beginning of the card, the middle of the card, or you're in the main event. And AEW has become somewhat i'm not gonna say fully but somewhat of that embodiment in what we want on a televised pro wrestling show because based on what i hear here from everybody here it's a product that we're all very passionate about and none of us are really finding anything to fully get angry about and complain or universally say some shit sucks like this isn't a i hate to throw shade at wwe here but we're not sitting here spending 20 minutes bitching about dana brooke running around with a 24 7 ton. You know what I mean? It's we're talking about Hey, what's she look good happen.
0: doing it though.
1: She does. <laughs> Trust me, she does. But, you know what I'm saying, like we're not sitting here debating on those things. We're debating on con- like continuity. Like we're we're talking about what's going to happen next with these storylines. And we're all able to look at either side because either side, either outcome is something that we can all believe in. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's NJF or Wardlow, whether it's the, uh, you know, uh, Death Triangle and House of Black or the Bucks and the Hardys. Like, we could see either way working. And to me, CM Punk winning this title on their year anniversary, like I said, this is the show where Tony Khan is going to put his stamp of approval on we are here, we are AEW, we are legit. CM Punk winning that title, to me, is a must-have. Because you mean to tell me in year four of this company, you can get CM Punk versus Samoa Joe part four where CM Punk never won a match. You're going to get, you're going to give me CM Punk versus uh, Brian Danielson, a match that never truly happened in WWE. Nobody's talking about great balls of fire or a great American bash. Nobody cared about that one-off. You mean to tell me we're going to get those two guys in a truly built storyline. Hell yeah. We haven't even talked about Kenneth who's sitting at home Recovering from seven different surgeries versus CM Punk. We always say, Oh, in, in, uh, yep, John Moxley, too. That, oh, that would uh, be great. There are so many names in AEW right now that we all sit, sit here and say they're not up to date yet. They need to be moved up. They can do this. And there are legitimate stars that we see, and we're not getting that currently, with all due respect to Hangman Page. We're getting phenomenal matches, but we're not getting that run where. Fans and the world are buzzing. There are and lots of people and, and those storylines. Exactly. There are a lot of people on that roster who are just one level below where they should be for this company to truly expand and blow up. And with a name like CM Punk, a name names like Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, like like we can go through the list. CM Punk holding this title, especially at this show, to me. Is a huge, huge, huge thing for AEW. So I have to go with CM Punk. What you gotta even, e-
2: even connecting the dots though with the ROH situations and bringing all of that home, Lou. Like, that's a
3: lot. And now of- they have the footage, they yeah, now you know, have the footage. It's like I know Tony Khan is like chomping at the bit to have that shot of CM Punk on the turnbuckle holding that fucking big ass belt up with blood on his face as the champion. Like, I, I. You need that. AEW needs that big fucking star having that belt. And when I first, because I talked about this on other shows, and what I was saying was that okay, yes, <laughs> CM Punk is gonna win, and then put that bitch right on MJF. But now I'm a little I, I actually want to see some of these some of these matches now that you've called out because now I want to see CM Punk go on like doesn't have to be a long run. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I definitely want to see at least two of those matches. I want to see those because I don't want to see him just come and just drop the belt to MJF, even though if he loses the belt, it should be to MJF, 100%. Um, but I definitely want to see – damn, I really want to see those matches now. Like, can, I really want I, to see Moxley versus I, I think
0: now. he's going to go at least one whole year with the belt. I think he's going to have
1: at least – I'll even throw this out there really quick, and I'm sorry to interject. But I'm if you notice that MJF's record this year – he has a losing record in AEW. Uh-huh. The year resets. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 At the beginning of the year. So, and him and Wardlow, <laughs> that story cannot be done. And we can keep MJF away from the world title picture, throw him in the TNT yeah. title, throw him in Wardlow in the TNT title picture. Yeah. Keep that little feud going while punk is getting those huge box office names. And then eventually when the time comes right, MJF is built up properly <clears> again. <throat> He's in that title contention then you can have that moment with him in Punk.
2: And to keep it real on the MJF tip real, real quick, he's a guy that doesn't even really need it. Yeah, thank you, Lou. <laughs> thank you, Paulus. All that. But <clears throat> MJF is a character that really doesn't need it. There's going to be a point, like you said, give it that year to where now we're chomping at the bit, demanding it. But he doesn't need it. But also, nah. I just wanted to throw to just to cap this all off. <laughs> for a guy like me to be this excited over CM Punk, this shit better happen. Because y'all know, I told y'all, I was not a fan. He made me a fan. This shit better happen. I'm pointing at nobody other than... I'm only pointing at y'all. Y'all can't see this yet, but this has to happen. Yeah, like, honestly... This has to happen. Like,
3: honestly, Punk... I I liked him when he was in WWE. I really liked him when he was first in ECW, like in that that fake ECW shit that they'd had. Oh yeah, Cause was because diff- he was different. <laughs> I had no clue about ROH at that time. I wasn't watching ROH at that time. I didn't know shit about it. Um, I didn't know he came from there. I didn't know any of his shit. I just saw him there, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this? He looks like a fucking punk, and his name is Punk. Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> And I just grew to love that guy because he just looked so different and he was doing different things and he was using that kind of vice as a finisher and I'd never seen that before. Um, But I, 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 when he came back, you know, it was very exciting and uh, I popped and it was great. But his matches, man, his matches for me have exceeded like even the expectation that I had. And I think when I think about it the most is I think about that match, honestly, I don't even remember who he just wrestled where he fell off of the rope and it looked
1: like he hurt his knee penta it was Was mjf okay
3: so it was it was penta Penta. right
1: yeah he went for the hurricanrana off the top
3: right and it and everybody was like ah fuck here we go this fucking guy fucking blew his knee out and he somehow managed to he tweaked his knee and somehow managed to communicate with penta and they worked that shit into like an angle in the match and carried it all the way home i thought that was fucking tremendous like a lot of people didn't really notice that they just kind of like thought he hurt his knee and kind of whatever but they yeah. literally worked that into the fucking match mid match and, and worked it out to the finish like I, I and just, then
0: that's incredible to me. Yeah that's and then where the, I'll last give, pay-per-view, the last uh, pay per view the last pay per view I get it punk I liked what he did with the roh with the theme and the the, the you yeah. know his outfit I guess she was but for the love of God I'm never one to criticize what wrestlers wear Punk wear, wear like your trunks. Don't wear the pants. The pants just don't work for you, Punk. I had to get that off my chest. Quick. Can I? If I if if you if if he comes out and I see him in pants, just know I figuratively I'm doing this. I'll be singing cult of personality. You like, like
1: you want Punk in his mantis?
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey, here
1: we go. Here Put we, that we go. Man, he's on. Can, can I can I help y'all bust that wrestling nut real quick? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, as as much as y'all know, I like pause. Yes, thank you. Uh, as much as I love the fantasy book and pro wrestling, right? And this is how my mind works when it comes to AEW. They do go back to a lot of things that a lot of fans, and I'm going to, Nick, and I'm not singling you out for this, but the type of fan that you were as a WWE guy and stuff, there's a lot of stuff that AEW calls back to that you've never seen before. This is why I could see Punk winning and going on that nice little spurt with all those guys and going back to all that and keeping MJF for later on. I said reset at the end of the year, right? So MJF would have to start off new to try to build up in contention. MJF wins that title next year. <clears throat> what year is next year? 2023. What year has he been talking about for the longest time?
0: Twenty four. Twenty
1: four. MJF wins that belt and holds that bitch hostage. Hell, he can even come out and sign his WWE contract On the AEW title, where do you think he got that idea from? CM Punk. I can totally see them trying to go down this road again.
0: That'd be kind of cool. I'd like to see that. I like I like stuff like that when you kind of don't know if it's actually real or not. Like you Mm -hmm. know what I mean. And MJF's been playing me up this whole time. That's, man, why I don't,
3: that's why I don't understand these, like, WWE people who, like, just hate AEW. And it's like, man, how could you not enjoy, like, if, you, if you're if you not a fan of the, quote-unquote, flippity-flappity wrestling, okay, I, I understand you don't like that shit. But how could you not, like, enjoy all this, like, unknown, like, you don't know what's going to happen
2: with MJF nope. and this and
3: that, like, I don't understand how you can hate. Like, it just I, doesn't make sense.
2: I will give you that answer once again. This is no disrespect to you, Nick, but the level of wrestling fan that is out there today, all the quote-unquote smart marks, the ones that know everything, are all around our boy, follow the names, age range. They're all mid to late 20s to where all they grew up on was WWE, because WWE was the only Yes, and like I said last week, no shots at impact. But WWE was the only major company that you could turn on free TV that you didn't have to go search for, and they were developed as fans from that point on. That's why when you're on TikTok, you can see a bunch of people, oh, the WWE this, my WWE that, my greatest WWE this, my greatest WWE that. No shots at the at the homie uh um narcolepsy boy, who was a former guest of the show. Mm-hmm. He mentioned it on here the first time we had him on. He grew up in that era. That's why a John Cena would be his greatest ever. Right. Many, many, a lot of young people, especially a lot of TikTokers, they look at Ric Flair as overrated, but don't understand the history that that man did because they grew up on more of the flippity-floppity tip-toss and loop-de-loops all around in the ring and, and, and WWE product. So it's it's an age range thing. It's the it's the yeah. they have. Uh, but been around. I also
0: to counter, to counter that, mm-hmm. I think because I like to think I'm not biased to anyone. Yeah, I mean, like no, I watch both. Nick, I enjoy. It's not about no, no, being no, biased. No. no, 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 no. But what what I'm saying is what I think the problem is, and it's age, but it's nostalgia. You got you old folks. It's a big part of it. You, know, mm-hmm. you guys got you old folks who are like get off my lawn and this ain't this, 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 and that. Right? No, no, no. Ooh. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me, I'm me out. I'm listening. I'm
1: listening. I got something Hear for that too, but go, go for it. But, I'm listening.
0: And then you got the young people who are like, no, 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 like to all the all, all the bashing and everything you guys are saying there. But people are going to realize is times change. Ooh. Ric Flair and all that, that's gone. Like, I'm all about it. I think it's good, but that's all gone. You're not going to see this guy going from territory to territory doing that anymore. You're going to see what is currently on TV, and that's where it is. Because I, I respect the nostalgia like everyone else, and I even go back and watch some of it. But people gotta let go of the past. You got it's, well, it's what's like you, an ugly. It's like an ex girlfriend used to love. You gotta let go. You gotta let go. But eventually. here,
2: but, but but here's the thing, Nick. Here's the thing about that. Exactly to what you just said. The older guys, you could look at us three here, right? (laughs) The older guys, a lot more of the wrestling fans, like I compared it to hip hop last week. A lot of the older fans of wrestling are not the get off my lawn types because those who love it actually appreciate everything else that's going around with it. We wanted W. No, here's the difference. We wanted WWE to be different again in a in, in some er- respects of yeah. A lot of us of the 40s age range, we love the Attitude Era to a certain point, but on on the internet, because the internet is a young young person's uh, world. A lot of the younger crowd is the more get off my lawn. This isn't WWE exactly to what Lou spoke to a little while ago. They're, it's a lot of the younger crowd, to be honest with you, because, you you know, we're all we're all neutral parties here. You know this. Yeah. And, and I'm talking I'm even talking for all four of us, not just talking us older cats. We are of that neutral crowd that we love pro wrestling. Do we call out WWE for a lot of their shit? Yes, we do, because we know they can do better than what they're delivering. And that's why I think it's more. It's not get this shit off. It's get this shit off my TV because we know you could give us better than that. We're not truly screaming, give us the attitude that we're back. There are some people that want that. We're not truly screaming that. We want them to be better, but we sit like we did here when we thought uh, uh, WrestleMania Run It Back was going to be shit, we gave it the props it deserved because it was an amazing show. And and, and again, from maybe, maybe my algorithms tell me different, Nick, mm-hmm. but my algorithms are the ones that tell me it's a lot of the youthful cats that it's WWE because that's what they grew up on. That's what they know the most.
1: And I want to. My algorithm
0: says you're a goddamn rock.
1: But I I do want to add something to that, right? And and this is where, and like I said, this isn't a bad thing. But like Dan was saying, for like a good portion of twenty years, and the twenty years of your life, WWE was the only game in town. By that, based on the fact that they bought out WCW, and they ended up buying the rights to ECW, which were their two main competitors. And prior to that, shutting down AWA and shutting down all the other territories. So WWE, for a good portion of not just your life, but ours as well, had the ability to, and back to wrestling, control the narrative of how things are perceived. Like, <laughs> like on Busted Open, it, it's a funny debate because this happened on Busted Open. And Dan, I know you listened to, so you probably heard wind of this. <laughs> The argument of whose world title reign is it? Is it John Cena's world title reign or is it Ric Flair's world title reign? Which one are you truly celebrating? And based on your pick, will determine how you're truly ne- uh, how you're truly looking at it. Because one person mm-hmm. can say WWE, quote unquote, owns it all, and if you look at the history books in WWE, only one person is truly a 16 time world champion. That is John Cena. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you can look at it and say, well, Ric Flair's history and its lineage of its, of his title reigns are now owned by WWE. So what does that mean? That means he's also a 16-time World Heavyweight Champion. But when you look in the scope of WWE, Ric Flair is only a two-time WWE Champion. So whose world title reign are you really trying to break? Are you breaking Cena's or are you breaking Ric Flair's? You can argue either side. But the fact that there's an argument on either side just goes to show you there truly is a divide. Because us old school fans will say, technically it is Rick. But but if you look at the history, and I know you want to talk about championships and credibility. Well, you
2: segue it into it perfectly.
1: Yeah. And when you talk about, like, world championships and stuff like that, you can look at it as, you know, this generation grew up seeing John Cena. So most of y'all only know what John Cena did. Some of y'all, and I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about this type of new school generation. And like Dan said, I see it on TikTok as well. We're, we're in the same TikTok circle when it comes to stuff like that. Um, we see how these younger guys are looking at it. Like, is like I don't want to blow smoke up my own ass or whatever, or us on the show. I think I give some pretty decent takes when it comes to pro wrestling. I don't put it out there because to me, it's like, it's not worth a debate sometimes because I can have an intelligent conversation like we're having right now. But they'll always be that one person like, oh, what the fuck? You don't know what you're talking about. Then also the shit or like, like somebody t- talked about how Undertaker is overrated. It's like, no, motherfucker, we will never say the Undertaker is overrated based on the yeah. fact that the history that this motherfucker has shows me he is a legendary status. Whether they you never agree- seen me mark. They never yeah. seen me mark. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of shit that you've never seen. You're only seeing what one company is portraying to you. The fact that it's even called the Attitude Era is bullshit because it was truly the era of the Monday Night Wars. But WWE doesn't even call it the Monday Night Wars because that's giving too much credit to WCW. That's why they refer to it as Attitude Era. You know what I mean? Like, you got to look at it from all different aspects. So, yes, like, like Dan said... We're not truly the ones who are like, get off of our lawn or what your take is bullshit, because I am the first one at the age of 38 years old to talk about how much I love and jump for AEW flippy shit. But I will be quick to talk about that. One of my favorite matches of all time was an Iron Man match. The first wrestling match I ever went to was Saturday night's main event with Jake the Snake Roberts and fucking Richard the Dragon Steamboat where he he DDTs him and knocks him out in the first minute of the match on that concrete floor. I can go from this aspect to this aspect. I can also say that I've watched the birth and genesis of TNA. I've watched the birth and genesis of Ring of Honor. I've seen the come up of PWG. I've heard about CZW and gone back and watched it. I have no problem going back and watching all aspects and having that fun. To me, it's the younger generation who, like you said, sometimes you got to let the past go. Yeah, but don't look back at the past and not acknowledge it for what it was because some of those storylines that you may have never seen will blow away what most people see on a weekly basis on a Monday and a Friday. And that goes back to what Dan said. It's like, we don't hate on WWE because we dislike the company. We hate on them because we know that they can do better. Like stories like Zabisco and Bruno San Martino. Most people have no idea what that is, but it was a perfect coming-of-age story. How many times has it been redone? Hundreds of times. So, yes, sometimes to go into the past and look at that, it is beneficial to help you enjoy some of these these newer things. Yes, it's cool to be surprised, but to have that history and go back and even research it, it makes pro wrestling so much more. Fun. But,
0: but, and this is so because I, I'll, I always got to throw my counter out three on one over here handicap style. No, but, and I agree, all that. Never disagree with you guys saying, but there are older generation people that are like that, that are very, very bad Nick. like that, and that's that's the problem I guess. Because yep, you guys throw the younger ones out there, which Up I will as like. well, but you won't you won't throw your peers out there either. Oh yeah, that's but, the problem. I will never native. listen to Booker
1: T a day in my life. <clears throat>
2: Well, not 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 anymore. Not anymore. I love Booker T in the Mm -hmm. ring, but it's outside of the ring. Get off the mic. It's yeah, but and and perfect. Just perfect counter to those two is look at the person that Mark Henry is now compared to. You know what I'm saying? It's totally different because it's like my mind has opened up because I had I had left this bubble. Yeah. I had left this bubble, and that, and that's what it is. So, Nick, it, the the point I wanted to throw to you before Lou makes his comment was, we know it ain't all of us. Just like how we like to say, we know all white people ain't racist. We know all black people don't live in the projects and fucking eat chicken. And I know black folks that hate watermelon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's, that's not to take it I actually, there. I love, I still love that, chicken that, watermelon. Yeah, so, so do I. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not trying to take it there. But if you understand what I'm saying, we know it's not all of us. We know it's not all of us.
0: But you got to call your peers out because you'll call yeah. out the young. No, hundred no, percent.
2: Oh, yo, and especially as I tied it to hip hop before, I'm the person that tells yo, yo, you don't it. The radio era of rap right now has surpassed you. There is shit out there of, from people that are doing the style of music that you like. Stop being a hip-hop lazy and get back to the essence of the culture and go back to digging. But that's what I preach to the youth in professional wrestling fans. You have to go dig a little bit. And with places like the WWE Network, which in my opinion on Peacock has turned to shit because on the George. old Network... You oh yeah, had, so you, much better
0: on the regular now. Yo,
2: you had tons of AWA. You had more than two seasons of Smoky Mountain. Mm. You had more than all these other mid-south, and you had a place to go gain and obtain the history on this. If you love this the way you say you do. Not calling you to be the historian that O'Brien is, or like I would be, or like Lou would be. No, no we're not telling go back and mm-hmm. memorize what happened in Jerry the King Lawler's feud. Go back and... Uh, oh, I would implore y'all to go back and look up the first concession brawl that, that Jerry the King Lawler was in with, I think, the Honky Tonk... What Before he was the Honky Tonk man <clears throat> and other people. I would implore y'all to go see that because... Some people would say that's the origins of hardcore wrestling. Mm-hmm. I implore y'all to go watch what goes on in Japan from deathmatch to new Japan to all Japan to big Japan to SMW to Japan. wing to you know to wing to go go
0: man. I gotta quit my job.
2: No, 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 you don't have to. No, it's, the know, beautiful, it's Lou, it's the beautiful thing that we have called YouTube.
3: Yeah, A lot no, of the shit is there right there. here. Well, like, that's a perfect point because I don't like you guys. You guys have all brought up great points. And in my original statement, it's like when I say these people, i like, I don't understand why they hate it. And I think, honestly, it has a lot to do with tribalism. Like you get attached to just one thing and then like you don't care. Like, I, like I've told you guys before, um, Brian, you, I don't know if you've heard this, but my my cousin, he's like my brother. He, he, he used to love wrestling mm-hmm. when we were younger. He completely got off of it for like 15 years now he's just come back because of wrestlemania he's heard stone cold was coming back so he started watching here and there now he's telling me he's hooked well he told me he was hooked like a couple weeks ago now he's already getting frustrated with wwe's booking like he's
0: already (laughs) getting frustrated
3: and i'm like and i'm like i told you from jump like i tried to warn him like listen it's you're going to be seeing, you know, repeats of things. You're going to be seeing same matches. It's, it's You're going to have to, you know, get used to it or whatever. But he just refuses to watch AEW. And he refuses to watch it because he's like, ah, I don't know anybody over there. And I'm like, it, it, it's just, I don't know what that thing is that that people, like, you like wrestling, but you won't watch something else. because like, oh, I don't have time to watch that other one. I, I don't want to have to be watching that and then watching this and then watch. And I'm like, bro, you don't have to, like, watch and memorize everything you could just Mm -hmm. dabble you could just watch youtube a clip or something just so you could get a taste of something else and if you like it maybe you should watch a little bit more of that and less of what you don't like but you don't have to like shit on it because i'm super critical of wwe and i'm critical of it because i've loved it for so many years and grew up on it that it kind of pains me to see these tremendous performers on the roster just lose their job. And like, I see so many storylines for them that could be had and now they're jobless and they're on the independence or they go to somewhere else. And it's like you WWE right now, even as small as it is, has a tremendous roster of fucking athletes, but they're booking is shit and it's okay to say that and still enjoy the show for what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm not hating on the show. You know, I'll say my piece, I will also say shit about AEW. I hate how they fucking. It's like this every fucking week. Okay, go match over promo, promo, promo. Excalibur's talking like the fucking micro machine man, trying to give you next week's show. It's like what the fuck? Like, why are
0: you doing that? Like. Why are you doing that? So, like, I I'm glad I'm it. not the only one that thinks Dynamite sometimes has way too much. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's they, they, way too fast. Tries to,
3: he tries to throw so much shit at the wall, and it's like so fast. It's It's just, there's things that both can work on, and it's okay to criticize while enjoying it. But it's just the people who are like on Twitter, and I think that's a big part of it too is the social media part of it. It's like once you start <laughs> interacting with those people, that's all you're going to see because that's what the algorithm's going to give you. So you're just going to get inundated with it
0: and that's a problem too. So It's yeah. the kind of team. Brian, let me it's, Brian, let me ask you this cuz we talked about this last week. Uh-huh. Do you think the cool thing, quote unquote cool thing to do mm-hmm. cuz you see it on Twitter and on all social media is to shit on whatever's going on?
1: Yeah, that's everything in the world. It doesn't matter who it is, it doesn't matter what's going on, more you'll draw more clicks. Being negative than you will be in positive. And that's why I say when it comes to, when it comes to like, like I said, when it comes to these tapes, right? Like I, I'm not like, obviously I don't get paid to talk about pro wrestling. I do this because I love professional wrestling. I love to talk to people about professional wrestling. And I love having a good conversation about professional wrestling, whether it's, we agree on something or we disagree on something, whether I'm on one side of the fence and you're on the other, having a good conversation is cool to me. You know what I'm saying? It sucks when you have that person that doesn't understand the conversation that you're having. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was in the debate league here in Rhode Island. I don't know if you remember the Rhode Island Urban Debate League when you were here, Nick, in high school yep. and stuff. I, yep. I I was in third place in third place in the state in, like, 2003 in the state of Rhode Island. I'm mad. Yeah. Nerd. So, I... I don't judge Nerd. me. <laughs> no, but but like I enjoy going back and forth and like analyzing things and like going into deep thought about things at sometimes, whether I'm fully knowledgeable about the situation or not. You know what I'm saying? But I love having that intelligent discussion. And to me, it annoys me when I'm trying to have a conversation. Like, say the four of us are just vibing right now, right? Then a random fifth person comes in here and it's like, no, it sucks. Why does it suck? Because it sucks. Tell me why it sucks. It sucks. RVR. You have you have nothing to say to add to the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ooh, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not talking about Rob, but I'm just saying it
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking shit. No, just, I, 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 I love Nick you. A, Nick I just threw you, a
1: shot. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I, I enjoy about. having that like intelligent conversation with fans. You know what I'm saying? And like, even on the show, like when it comes to our comment section, I do acknowledge everybody in the comments. Like, I see everything, but it's hard to get to every single comment because some comments don't have anything to do with what we're talking about and when it comes to pro wrestling negativity just seems to draw everyone's attention like a lot of people will be posting clips of jd from ny because he has really strong takes about things whether you're actually listening to the message or not it's the way he's delivering those things same thing with joe cronin like those guys will get a lot of clicks because of the way they're you know their hatred appearance gets people to draw in the same way with uh, Jim Cornette. I'll throw Jim Cornette out there because he's a controversial figure. He gets a lot of clicks because everyone's waiting for him to shit on something. But if you're really listening to what he's saying, yes, he's shitting on it and having fun with it, but he's also breaking it down for you to be like, look, I'm shitting on it because of this. If they'd done it, maybe this way, it wouldn't have looked as bad. Or if they prep something this way, it wouldn't have come off as bad. Go ahead,
2: Jim Corn Jim Cornette though is a different animal in all of this, and we'll curb we'll we, we segue away from animal, the belt talk. Animal we'll being say, the key word. Yeah, we'll we we'll segue the belt talk to another episode, but because this this worked out great, this type of conversation. Um, Jim Cornette is a different animal because Jim Cornette also displays he doesn't like his wrestling if you can't say nigger in it. If you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He's still, he has no. That, to be
0: honest, no, I don't pay attention to him. And you just but, said a uh, word that I don't
2: say. <laughs> no, right, so no, right, right, right. You no. can't. You know, yeah. you know, you can't say that word. That's excellent. You got to,
3: you got to beat that on the on right. the edit.
2: But, 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 hey, this, this is me. But a person like Jim Cornette, who has is is the professional wrestling historian. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. There's yeah. no denying it. He is possibly the greatest. There's a fucking. See, there's a, I can't show y'all. Giant mosquito. Excuse me, recording. Uh, but freaking <laughs> oh, Jim Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette though is the ultimate. Uh, get off my lawn type is what I was trying to get yes. to. He is the ultimate. It, it 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 was done this way. Professional wrestling should be done this way, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, like again. He hates Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega did something different and fun. Had a match with a fucking blow up doll. Yeah. Like that. It was fun. It's that that
3: match that he had with that little girl that he constantly fucked He just won't get over that shit. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, but but if a person like him hasn't realized it evolved, that's why we have a Dan Housen. That's why an Orange Cassidy can live. That's why a lot of. Which I, I'm a I'm more of a fan of the call it in the ring kind of matches, but we're getting more of the scripted matches because the the sport has evolved, mm-hmm. the art form has evolved, and people like him haven't grown past it. But then I kept mentioning Booker T. Booker T. is a guy that is just WWE bubble because I still collect a check, and this is what it should be instead of showing love to his wrestlers that he trained that are killing it in AEW, sammy mm-hmm. guevara number one person mm-hmm. killing it in AEW. you know it's it's so much easier and i talked about this with y'all pre-show i love tiktok but tiktok is notorious for this people would rather give video responses to them questions and comments in threads that are negative by people who have no faces and are purposely trolling because the negativity sells and it makes them get these internet beer muscles that make them look bigger and stronger because they were able to respond to your hate-filled thing instead of giving a video response to somebody who showed love with you. Mm -hmm. Giving a video response to maybe somebody who agreed or gave a great different opinion that you can have an intelligent conversation behind. But instead,
0: it's more hate. Mm-hmm. There really ain't nothing worse than a Twitter tough guy.
2: Yeah.
0: Like it's it's really obnoxious. Cause now the thing, the thing, no. the
3: thing about Twitter and, and online arguments in, in general is just I've learned because if you see me now on Twitter, I'm the super pacifist, bro. I just I just tell people, bro, watch what you want to watch and enjoy what you want to watch. That's it. Because I've I've learned that you can have as many picture point accurate takes and arguments to rebut someone, they'll go, ah, fuck you, it sucks. And then mm-hmm. they're going to yes. win because that's
0: all they're going to they go, fuck you, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And it, it's I like just ignore them. I literally just ignore them. Yeah, like, I just no don't point. answer. I just don't respond because they might think, huh, this dude's a bitch. He didn't want to respond to me. It's like, no, but you probably, one, wouldn't say that in person. And two, I'm not going to waste my valuable time sitting on my couch forever getting into a <laughs> a battle with own. who I have no clue. Like, yo, yeah. like, kind of like, yo, that- it's kind of like with sports. It's like with sports. Celtics are in the playoffs right now. Huge Celtics fan. I'll tweet, let's go Celtics. Well, this happened because of this, this, and this, and this. Like, bro, you don't play the game. You ain't a ref. Like, You know what I mean? Like, hey, sometimes it's bad officiating, and it goes mm-hmm. my way, team's way, sometimes your way. But whatever. Like, I can bitch on there or whatever. I want to jump, in real,
1: if, 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 I wanna jump uh, in real quick. I want to jump in real quick because, Nick, you're from New England too, right? We get a very bad rap as New England sports fans, whether it's football, basketball, yeah, and all that. Well, well, not even City of champions. (laughs) Yeah, city of champions. Like, because we're accustomed to winning. But the one, I think the true misconception about New England sports fans are that we think our team always is going to win or that we're always deserving and we're going to be very cocky about it. We're honestly like every other team. If our team's winning, yes, we're going to talk shit. If our team's losing, we'll say our team sucks. Like, I'm sitting here with Kyle watching the Celtics game yesterday during the show, and you know I'll call out a bad call. I'd be like, "That was horrible," and look, I'll yeah. call both ways. But when my team wins, you're goddamn right, I'm gonna talk some shit.
2: And, and you y'all also said, "Well, I love necrophilia," so which that that caused the question. Your whole show. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, you
1: know, look, look. Hey, if your Eagles, all right, if your Eagles are playing the Cowboys and they're up by forty in the third quarter, are you gonna turn that game off? Or are you gonna enjoy absolutely every- not? You're going to enjoy every moment until the whistle blows. Absolutely. The Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. It's exactly. funny, though,
0: Dan, because before we go, this is the one thing, because I'm a New England fan, that bothers me about being one, and it's my yeah. skin color, because every time I tweet, <laughs> like, the Patriots win, the Celtics win, well, you're a goddamn racist. Yeah, that's like, No, if that's you stupid. knew, my friend group, I'm the minority in like almost all my. Like, you know
2: what I mean? We, 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 I mean, we're New Yorkers. It, the everything they said is what we've been going through our whole lives as New York. Hey, I man. feel for y'all. I, if, feel, if, if, I feel I feel well, for the Knicks. I, like, I, I I, legit, I, you no, you I don't. Legit. You don't feel for the Knicks because no, you I was the, you was the ball bo- Lou, Lou, wasn't he the last ballsy week? motherfucker last week that broke our hearts <laughs> mid fucking show? <laughs> oh yeah,
3: that was awful. Now, I, actually,
2: wasn't even, like I
3: wasn't even, thinkin', it. even thinking I wasn't even thinking about that shit when he hit us with that one.
2: Well, and you know is? I Lou was in the pool like, like, fuck, fuck. Hold on, <laughs> look, look. Here's a
0: peace, treaty. If, Here's the there's peace two, treaty. if there's one thing the Celtics and the Knicks have in common, it's blowing like 20 to 30 point leads.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Third not quarter. I'll see <laughs> Lou all cats. I'll see Lou tweet all cats. How do the Knicks blow 30 point lead? I just want to be, bro. Hey, bro, I asked the Celtics the same <laughs> it's thing. Incredible. That's why last night the Lou, Celtics were up 25, and I'm like, yo, it's not over. Like, it's Lou, that shit was over. That shit was over.
2: Yeah. That was last day for that was all day for us in the '90s. Every third quarter, yeah. Every third quarter, we would blow a 20, 25 point lead, and then so have to that. scrap back to win by eight. Can we so can we not talk about this anymore? So nah, we're not yeah, going to bring up the Pacers. Shut up. We're done. <laughs> Nick, this episode hey, well, is that definitely quote. Great... You got to call this one. Get off my get 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 off our
0: lawn. Get on my lawn. Whatever. Yeah.
2: This was a dope conversation at the yeah. end, y'all. This is this yeah. was well, much hey. needed. This is much. Yeah, We
0: had a great conversation as we always do. And that's one thing I pride on our group is we can always just talk. Right. So before we send a home, we'll do a little plug. We're going to start with our, our man, you know, the family member, Brian, where can everyone find you guys in your great crew? Uh, UWO podcast, uh, look us up on Spotify, breaker,
1: Apple podcasts, Google podcasts. Uh, the audio versions are up. Uh, even last night's show is officially up, uh, us on Facebook, UWO podcast, uh, and we may be pretty soon experimenting with YouTube because Facebook's been kind of yes. messing with us. So, cool. pretty soon there might be a UWO episode on YouTube. Going live from now on. Mr. Uh, Lou.
3: You know me, Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast. I was going to plug my Twitch page when I had the Destiny 2 footage playing. I was going to say, go ahead and follow me on Twitch. I'll be streaming Season of The Haunted. It just came out today on Destiny 2. I'll be doing that the next couple of days. But the Raekwon picture came up somehow. I didn't even plan this. I don't even know, honestly, how I did this. But this is my famous Raekwon picture that I made in 2016 when I was trying to make promos for my podcast. But, um, yeah, man, Everything podcast on Instagram from there. You'll find my Pico Link tree and you can connect to everything.
2: I was going to say, that ain't Raekwon in the back. (laughs) That's you. (laughs) That's the. Yeah. Y'all know. The Star Five Podcast everywhere on everything. TikTok, The Starting Five Podcast. Instagram, The Starting Five underscore podcast. Facebook group, The Star Five Podcast. Please come join. You know, we do what we do there. (laughs) Fuck Twitter as always. We just described it once again the most hateful place on earth. Absolutely. And. uh, yeah, man, just a lot of shit coming up on this end. Just please pay attention. Going to be announcing a bunch of things. We're going to be at Philly Cigar Week in uh, in the middle of June, doing a live show, doing live podcasting at Philly Cigar Week. Um, there's going to be an upcoming live podcast with my show and my cousin's show and the regulation podcast happening soon. We're just going to be – got to pick a date – because the spot that we can have it at, I can do a podcast there every day. It's my homies. Shout outs to Hackersack Brewing Company. Yeah, we got a lot of shit going on, coming J1Con at the end of the year. Just tap in,
0: stay plugged in. Peace. And for me, you can follow the name N I C K A N N I C E L L I. I'm Italian, but I don't care about following that. Give us a follow on Twitter. At wrestling, be trash because someone already had it. Yes, I am the modern day Tony. A little guy, <laughs> get this guy a little guy. <laughs> well, well, hey, follow us so you're gonna be swimming with the fishes, eh? But uh, <laughs> and then on Instagram, you can follow us at Wrestling is Trash. We're gonna be doing more as always. As a great time, gentlemen, it's been a great time chatting. I love chatting with you guys from everything all around. I hope everyone listening has a great day and stay motivated.